You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. You can be the one that makes a lot of money. I've met too many people that have made a lot of money, multiple seven figures, starting from nothing for me to think that you can't make money in this sector or that there's not an opportunity now. Why am I going to let a naysayer say there's no opportunity here when I already have 15 people's number in my cell phone who have made seven figures or eight figures specifically from doing this. I know it can work. It worked for them. It can work for me. It can work for you. This is Bill Powers with Mining Stock Education. And in today's show, I'd like to share with you a mindset, a key mindset that I think you need to generate wealth. And this is going to be applicable to more than just junior mining stocks. It's a mindset that I've observed in others as well as lived myself for some time, and I'm going to term it the opportunity mindset. Now, by opportunity, I don't mean opportunistic in that you're seeking to take advantage of somebody else, but rather you see an opportunity in which you can profit from, whether that's as an investor or whether that's in business. And for many of you, what I'm talking about today, it's not going to give you specifics of how to make money in business, but it maybe would encourage you to have a mindset that will then allow you to see these opportunities that you could seize and take advantage of. An opportunity mindset is the exact antithesis to a scarcity mindset, a mindset that there's not enough, that the situation you're facing is so dire that it just causes anxiety and discouragement alone. But even during times of anxiety or discouragement, if you have the opportunity mindset, you'll be able to see a way out of it. And sometimes when you pursue opportunities, they may not pan out, but those things, eventually one of them will pan out. And that's a point that I'd like to communicate to you today. And I'd like to share from some of my experiences as well as from some people that were my mentors or colleagues and how they pursued opportunities and it worked out very well for them. But first I'd like to share a flashback that I had uh, recently and at the end, I'll share why it's significant. So 17 or so years ago, I got a job working for a cleaning company as a manager and a manager at a cleaning company. All that means is you're the backup toilet cleaner. So we did commercial buildings. And if my employees didn't show up, that meant I got in the car, drove to the, the commercial building and did the cleaning that my employee was supposed to do that day. Well, in my first week or two of the job, I had to do a lot of desktop work in a cubicle around other employees, and I was working on an Excel sheet, I can recall, and there was two ladies that worked in the cubicle nearby that were in the office 100% of the time. My job required me to go visit uh, the clients and check up on employees and stuff as well as do the office work, but for this week or so, you know, when I was starting off, I had more time in the office and these two ladies were just nonstop gossiping the whole day, talking about what they did on Friday night that their husbands didn't know about and all of this and kind of tormentuous for me to have to listen to this all day. And so after listening to this for hours upon hours while I was doing my work, I looked up above the computer screen and on the wall, there was a calendar. And you know, sometimes calendars have different pictures that go with each month. Well, on this month, I saw there was a little cabin, the serene cabin, and it was fall in the picture. And it was by this, this water side, this very private water side. And I said to myself, how nice would it be 
to be there right now rather than here listening to these two ladies. And I said, you know, someday if I could have something like that, that would be nice. And I'll share with you why I had that flashback um, here recently. But regarding junior mining stocks and the opportunity that's there and current sentiment, there is a disconnect, in my opinion, between the opportunity that junior mining stocks give uh, the potential successful speculator right now and the sentiment that we see. The sentiment is the worst that I've seen since I've been doing this for seven years. Just judging by the YouTube comments alone, which is one of the ways that I gauge sentiment, I've, I get at the same time, I'm getting more negative comments than I ever have regarding, I wish I never invested in mining stocks. Um, I wish I never found this channel. All I've done is lose money in mining stocks. And I'll get a comment like that, which the way YouTube notifies you. And then right on the heels of that, I'll get another comment of somebody who discovered some of my early teachings that I put on YouTube, or maybe some interviews with people that have been successful in junior mining stocks. And then they comment and say, wow, I'm so thankful for everything I'm learning. I'm binging your content and I'm seeking to really make some money outsized profit in junior mining stocks. Now, the person that writes in, I wish I never found mining stocks. If they were to talk to that new person that's now excited about mining stocks, they would say, all you ever do is lose money, avoid it at all costs. It's a horrible sector. I hate gold stocks. I hate mining stocks. Now, who's right here? There can be some truth and some wisdom, albeit tainted, by, from the person that is constantly saying to the newbie that just found it, you know, uh, saying some of the negative things about the sector. There's negative things to learn. But even if 95% of the people, lose money in junior mining stocks. What that means is if you can discover what it takes to be part of the 5%, then you're going to make outsized gains. There is outsized gains in this sector because just by being so extremely cyclical that all the people that buy at the top, they sell to the people at the bottom. So there's going to be a lot of people that lose money and you want to be one of the people that understands the psychology of the sector, understands what to look for in a specific mining investment, and then you can be the one that makes the outsized profit. As Rick Rule says, because the caliber of your competition is so low that if you really devote yourself and learn how to be successful in this sector, you can be the one that makes a lot of money. I've met too many people that have made a lot of money, multiple seven figures, starting from nothing for me to think that you can't make money in this sector or that there's not an opportunity now. I know people that have sold their homes and tripled or more their money. Brian Lenny. David Earthley, just to name two. Warren Irwin was on this show going back to 2018 where he talked about how he made over $5 million on the Briex scandal, making money on the way up and then shorting it on the way down. For those that don't know, the Briex scandal was a scandal that gripped the mining sector in the late 1990s. And Warren was able to, to save up a quarter million dollars, $250,000, discovered this sector, and turned $250,000 into $5 million. Someone else that I featured on the show, Mark Zaret, I believe it was a $170,000 home equity loan, if I recall. He, he got a house, he was a musician, and all of a sudden he had all this equity, and a loan opened up to him, and he, he took that loan, and he turned six figures into a lot more than six figures. Mark was, was very humble when we featured him 
some time ago, uh, nine months or whatever it's been. But let me just tell you, because he's so humble, he does, he's not braggadocious, but he's been very, very successful. And there's countless other people that I've met in the last seven years since doing the show, whether it's just an introduction or going to a conference to where mining stocks and junior mining stocks have been transformative to their net worth. And they were able to make it work, work, and it can work for you, but you have to learn if you want to learn, you, if, you, if you feel like I've been burned by the sector, I don't want to have anything to do with it, then don't have anything to do with it. But even if you don't have anything to do with it, that doesn't mean the new guy that just started out that's learning, he may have nothing but success, especially if we're at a cyclical bottom. We don't know for sure if we're at a cyclical bottom for sure. But if we are, someone like that, they could have more success than you had in not doing so well over the last few years. I'm talking about an opportunity mindset. I'm lifting up the opportunity that is there in junior mining stocks. And why am I going to let a naysayer say there's no opportunity here when I already have 15 people's number in my cell phone who have made seven figures or eight figures specifically from doing this? I know it can work. It worked for them. It can work for me. It can work for you. And so when you have an opportunity mindset, you have to avoid naysayers and find the right people to inspire and teach you. Now, by avoiding naysayers, I don't mean ignoring wisdom. I don't mean ignoring healthy critics because we can all learn from our critics. And what I'm getting at is people that are skewed with a negative negativity because of their personal loss to where all they can see is the glass half empty. And they acknowledge in no way that the glass at the same time could be half full, that someone could actually have their thirst quenched from that glass that they keep talking about is half empty. So don't get fixated on the naysayers. There's nobody out there that can tell me that you can't make money in junior mining stocks. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to make as much money as I want, but I've made a substantial amount of money already. I've deployed in the last four months a substantial amount of money. And I think five years from now, my net worth could be multiples higher. And the majority of that is going to come from what I do in junior mining stocks. So avoid the naysayers and find somebody to inspire or teach you. Now, I said that this would be broader than just junior mining stocks, that what I'm talking about is applicable to business as well, because some of you have been listening, you have been learning, but you don't have the capital that you want to even invest in this sector. Because if you get a win with, you get a triple off of $3,000, it's nice to get $9,000. But let me tell you from experience, it's even nicer when you take a $35,000 position and you get a triple on that. And then all of a sudden you're at $105,000 and you, you turned a five-figure investment into a six-figure investment. That feels really good. And so you need larger sums in order to get larger returns. And so you want to look for opportunities in which you can generate more wealth. When I did not have wealth, and including at the time when I worked for a short, a year or so for this, this cleaning company, at the same time, I sought out mentors and I looked for opportunities, even as I was faithful in the mundaneness and the unenjoyableness of being a manager for a cleaning company. One of my mentors, he was in his 60s, I was in my 20s, and he had developed a successful automotive supply business in Metro Detroit, uh, where I lived. 
And so I would spend time with him and he took a liking to me. We would spend time once a week and I would, I would ask him, okay, and this is what you should do. If, if you want to seek opportunities, one of the things you want to do is talk to people who have sought out opportunities and have been successful and ask them what they did. Learn about their business. Anytime you can learn about somebody's business, if they're willing to share with you, do it because that's, that's better than any business book you can read. Sit down with somebody who's made $100 million, who's made $10 million and ask them how they did it and then bring them back because oftentimes this is how I do it when I get the opportunity to talk to somebody like this, bring them back to when they were you, when they didn't have money, but they, they were at that point to where they saw an opportunity. How'd they get the capital to make it? What were the steps? And so I said, okay, well, you know, you built this successful business. How did you do it? And because it was like 40 years or 35 years removed, you know, he had to really think. And so I asked some probing questions and he's like, well, I, I came up with this idea for this product that could go in, uh, you know, one of the General Motors vehicles. I'm like, okay, so you came up with an, I said, but how did you get all the money to build a factory to build it? And he said, well, what I did was I got my way in. I found somebody that could get me in a GM. I was able to get before them, show them my idea. And then I got them to give me a purchase order for a quarter million dollars. And this was, you know, 40 years ago, this would have been like in uh, the early seventies or something like that. And so then I took the invoice, the, the, excuse me, the purchase order for a quarter million dollars. I took that to the bank and I got a loan and I rented out a facility. I bought the equipment and I started manufacturing and I started supplying GM. And from there I had cash flow and I could build my business. I'm like, I'm like, thank you. And so making money when you don't even have money, accessing capital. I asked him how he accessed the capital in order to do what he did, but he created something out of nothing. Recently, I was able to spend a full day with a guy whose business is worth at least $50 million, if not $100 million. I asked him how much it's worth. And he said, you know what? I don't really care because I enjoy what I do and I don't have any debt. And I've built this over the last 20, 30 years and I don't plan on selling it. Um, so I'm not really concerned. It's private. I'm not concerned about what one might say the valuation is, is what he told me. But for a full day, I asked him, okay, how did you start off? how did you get there? And as, as you, as you get into the mindset of a person that's been successful, you get to hear from them. Even if you're not interested in that type of business in general, be interested in their mindset and how they pursued the opportunity, some of their challenges, how they overcame it, how they got their initial, you know, large sum of capital to build their business. My grandfather would tell me when I would talk to him as a boy, his dream, he grew up in Chicago. His dream was to have 10 grocery stores. Well, he didn't achieve that dream fully, but he had two grocery stores. And he told me about how he worked so hard to get a loan to get that first grocery store. This was when he was like, you know, in his 20s, get that first grocery store off the ground. And then once he got the first grocery store off the ground, he was able to get a loan and he had some cash flow to get the second grocery store. When I ran a construction company, and for those that care to know a little bit more of my background, I'll link above on YouTube or in the show notes on YouTube and the audio podcast if you want a little more of my thoughts on how to generate wealth and a little more of my background. But at the time when I ran a construction company, I uh, had a friend that I met who worked for actually a competitor and, but we became really good friends 
and he had, I think a GED. He didn't even, he didn't even graduate high school, but if I told you you made $400,000 a year US, I wouldn't be lying. And he was a construction installer at one point, And then he saw there was more money to be made in sales. So he responded to an ad and he knocked on doors, just knocked on doors, generating leads, not even selling the product to the homeowner itself, made $90,000 his first year doing that. Then the, the owner of the company saw how good he was promoted him to a salesman, made mid, mid 100s or something like that. And then he was so good at it that when one of the installers of the product that worked for the general contractor went out and launched his own business, he specifically approached my friend and said, hey, will you please run sales for me? And that, that guy now makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year working about nine and a half to 10 months a year because in Michigan, things really slow down in the construction industry outside in January and February. But I'll never forget what he told me. He enjoys knocking on doors and talking to strangers. And I said to him, I said, you know, so many people, they struggle with getting a door slammed in their face or somebody yelling at them or telling them to get off their yard. I said, how did you deal with that? He said, by the time they were done yelling or slamming the door in my face, I had already forgotten about it. And I was focused on the next house I was walking to and the opportunity that was there at the door. And I'm telling you, this is someone who I believe had a GD that makes hundreds of thousands of dollars a year, more than a lot of people in, in uh, suits and white collars. And he does it because he sees the opportunity and he won't let anything deter him. He's not going to let the naysayers. You don't even know they slammed a the door in your face. Oh, well. Don't be a jerk to them. Don't resent them. Just focus on the next opportunity. What is important to me, especially when I was working at that cleaning company and I was pursuing income as I was also pursuing an opportunity in the nonprofit sector is I wanted my time. That wealth actually wasn't my goal, but my free time and the ability to own my life and what I did on a day-by-day basis to have control large measure over that, that was what was important to me. So then I said to myself, I said, how am I going to, going to achieve that? And I thought about ways I could. I said, I don't have any capital to invest. Okay, well, I'm not just going to stop because I don't have any capital. In fact, I had debt at the time, but that's not going to deter me. So I researched a bunch of different opportunities and I met a friend who became a very good friend and he was involved in uh, um, an invention where there was a specific ladder that was created. He knew the guy that had the idea. He helped finance the idea in the production design They brought it to Home Depot and they almost had it distributed throughout Home Depot and the royalties on that would have been on that invention uh, would have been millions per year because they had it worked out with a manufacturer in Home Depot. The deal ended up falling through before it could be consummated. But my friend taught me all about that. And from learning from him, I began to learn, think about inventions. I'd literally go to Target when I had my, my sons were really young And I remember standing in the board game section at at Target and just looking at all the board games. And then I would think and I would say, if I can invent a game that I could then sell to Hasbro or Parker Brothers, I could get royalty on that game. So I could use my mind to create something that could be valued by others. They could manufacture it, market it, distribute it, and I'd get a piece of all of that. So I began to think about intellectual property. I began to think about inventions. And so 
I often was in Home Depot for what I was doing and I would talk to other contractors and I would specifically try to see if they had anything insightful. And I came across two people that told me about inventions that they had. And I pursued both of them and had meetings with both of them. One of them I thought had legs. That one I brought to my friend who was involved in the latter deal. And we pursued it. We, we paid him a sum, came up with a contract and had a percentage ownership of this idea. We tried to work on it. We eventually brought it to a patent lawyer and the patent lawyer just told us, you know, this isn't going to work. That went nowhere in terms of what it made me for money. But I'm lifting that up to, to share with you that that's the type of, that's the type of mindset that, that will eventually yield seven, eight, nine, maybe 10 figure returns. Because there's, if you're right in that opportunity, you get a leveraged return and I would have owned my time 100% besides the time I needed to take those checks and cash them. I have friends right now that would make $2 million a year for over a decade and they would do it because of investment deals that they put together 20 years ago. And then even when the, the returns diminish, they're still cashing checks for 300,000, 200,000, 100,000 return on investment from deals they put together 20 years ago. These opportunities are out there and you have to find it. And sometimes you get discouraged. You get discouraged or maybe you have anxiety and you get overwhelmed. And one thing that has worked for me is that every week, usually on a Saturday morning, have a quiet time each week and get recharged. You have the busyness of life. You, you have to have a time where you focus not on the busyness of life, you know, running to get groceries, taking the kids here or there, cutting the yard. You, I have to do this before that deadline. You got to put that stuff away. That stuff can bog you down and you have to just settle your heart and you have to focus on what you want, the goal you want. What I do is sometimes put together my finances, what I need, what my goals are, my income, and I put it there and I spend time just thinking about it. And what would be a solution to the situation I'm facing? And then I would get myself encouraged to pursue a new opportunity. You know, just because the invention, intellectual property thing didn't work out, that didn't deter me because I was looking at real estate opportunities and how to make money with no money. And Two times in my life have I had, uh, I would say, uh, anxiety or a panic attack. One was when my uh, oldest son was 18 months and my second son was on the way in about a month and I had quit that cleaning job, cleaning manager job, and I had launched out on my own with an air purification distributorship and it wasn't going so well to begin with. And I remember at night I could not sleep and I'm not an anxious person, generally speaking, although we as humans all deal with anxiety at certain times, but I specifically remember just sweating and saying, what have I done? I have two, a kid and a, another kid on the way, and I'm stepping out, taking this risk to run this business, and I don't even have enough money to pay the rent right now. And I remember my wife said, Bill, calm down. You're going to find a way to make this work. And that was the encouragement and the support I needed at that, at that time. And in those situations, when you feel overwhelmed by uh, discouragement or anxiety or everything seems to not work out for me as, as you're pursuing your, your business career or, or investments goals, just take small steps 
forward anyway, even when you're discouraged, even when you're filled with anxiety. And through those struggles, just sit back, have a quiet time to get recharged, to focus your vision on where you need to go and get inspired or taught or mentored by the people that will help you achieve your goals. People that have created opportunities, been successful with opportunities, learn from them. Don't let the naysayers bog you down. And I know for some of you, sometimes a naysayer could be somebody you're married to even, unfortunately, or somebody close to you. And you can't just 100% cut them off because of the relationship. But at the same time, don't let that bog you down. Take small steps forwards anyway, even when you're discouraged. And remember that little achievements eventuate in a big achievement. The little steps matter moving forward. And and a lot of what has caused me to achieve the the financial success that I've achieved today is what I learned when I worked so hard and didn't make any money because I I never uh, lost the opportunity mindset. That's why I got into junior mining stocks because I saw an opportunity for leveraged return, had a little success, saw I could make more money with this. And then I went from turning four-figure investments into five-figure investments. Then I turned five-figure investments positions into six-figure returns on a stock. And then I went from six-figure investments to seven-figure positions from those six-figure investments. And who knows, maybe by the end of this sector, I'll turn a seven-figure investment into an eight-figure return on a specific position or stock that I invest in. We'll see. But I say that not to be braggadocious, but I say that to encourage you because I started off with, I think I might've been $10,000 or something like that. I'd have to go look or 12,000 that I actually first started off when I first said, I'm going to buy some mining stocks, not even knowing what it was to where I am today and to what I've been able to provide for my family. And I mentioned that, that thing with the cleaning company, the flashback that I had recently. And I, at the end of last year, I was looking for a house for a little bit, but my wife and I didn't want to move until we found exactly what we wanted. And at the end of last year, because of my success with junior mining stocks, I was able to, to get my family a nicer property, a nicer house. And uh, the current house that we live in, it has its own private one acre lake with crystal clear water, 20 feet deep, that has an artesian, flowing artesian well, which is a pressurized well, the aquifer is pressurized, so the fresh water just comes up literally out of the ground that feeds and fills the pond. And we just got done, my family, with a full summer of our own beach, hanging out in the water, jumping off the raft in the, in the middle of the lake, and just enjoying this in this 100% private setting. And as I was walking around my lake, I had that flashback. And I said, you know what? Like, this is a fulfillment. What what I've now obtained from my family and given my family, this is a fulfillment of that desire slash prayer that I said when I was looking at the calendar, when I had that cleaning job being tormented by those two gossipy ladies next to me, when I saw that cabin with a private little body of water there, so serene, and I said, man, that would be nice to have someday. Well, I have the fulfillment of that right now. And it's because I pursued opportunities. It's because I didn't give up. And what I hope for then is now a reality for me, not just a possibility, but it's a reality for me. And whatever success you see, it can be a reality for, for you as well. There is opportunity to make money in junior mining stocks. 
and there's opportunity in business and there's opportunities that only you can see and that perhaps only you or at least be the first one to, to seize that opportunity and solve a problem that needs to be solved and bring value to somebody else where value is currently not being brought and you can make a lot of money doing so. And so don't give up, keep pressing on. And for those of you that never buy another uh, mining stock ever again, you know, bless you, but don't lose that opportunity mindset. If you don't make money in junior mining stocks, I'm sure there's other investments or sectors you can make money in. I wish you the best. And so I've had this on my heart to share for some time, and hopefully this came across the right way. It's Bill Powers with Mining Stock Education. I appreciate your listenership. All the best to you. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10-for-1 returns as there is in small-cap and micro-cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident. And just do your work as best you can. Do your very best. But don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents. But it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on miningstockeducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.